All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Of course, our loving intro, our 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 um, our intro of intros, brought to us by Lando Laurel. Look no further for voice for your voiceover talent than Lando Laurel. Truly, his his dulcet tones are a gift from the gods. <laughs> so what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much, buddy. <laughs> uh, we got to send Paulie Shore like a check for a dollar for, for know, saying right? that now. <laughs> oh boy, a dollar! Now I can afford breakfast. <laughs> oh no, no! I think he's living quite well off of all that bullshit he did in the nineties. So that's true. That's right. Yeah, um, unless he, you know, unless it all went up his nose. No, he doesn't strike me as the kind of he, he definitely doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that that, uh, um, you know, does blow. But I mean, like he may he probably is totally for blow, but he's more he, he just strikes me more as a, a as a marijuana uh, connoisseur, you know, mm, I think you're right. I think because of the whole right. like it's you, you don't like you don't say shit like, hey, what, <laughs> what's the fucking Pauly Shoreisms? Uh, what does he say after he he cooks that uh, that that burrito? It's like uh, uh, totally, it's like warm on the outside, but icicle in the middle, right? That kind of, that kind of shit. <laughs> God, that guy made a career of that. How is that possible? Uh, like he that- made millions off that body, you know, fucking. No, I just um, want to punch him in the face. I don't think anything really matters in Hollywood. I mean, uh, just think of all the awful movies that we watch that somehow a studio somewhere, you know, greenlights. And that's, that's different, though. That's different. That's <laughs> that, the, the, movie, different? the movies we watch, the terrible shit like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And what was the last <laughs> one we saw? Oh, man, I can't even remember. Hollywood uh, Cop. Hollywood Cop. Th- that movie... <laughs> Those movies are made with like illicit funds. Like it's basically money laundering, right? You think so? Yeah, I think it's money laundering. I think it's money laundering. They uh, they launder the money through those films so they can afford to send, you know, prosti- underage prostitutes to Matt Gates. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, are we contributing to that now since we oh, watch these God. terrible, terrible movies? I prefer not to uh, think about how the sausage is made, Ernesto. Oh, um. <laughs> All right. It's all magic. Just movie magic. <laughs> it's movie magic, love. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of illusions and uh, smoke and mirrors, Pav- uh, Pavel and I saw a, a very interesting documentary on HBO Max uh on HBO Max asterisk um, <laughs> called <laughs> on HBO Max <laughs> doing something illegal it, c- <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It was called Q Into the Storm. It's a six-part uh, episodic documentary uh, with this filmmaker, uh, documentary maker, who is basically hunting down the origins and roots of Q and how it became such a uh, cultural poison. And uh, just to give a, a really brief synopsis, he connects with the folks, with the various individuals who connected, uh, who created the internet forums uh, in which the personality or the specter of Q was able to be created and flourish. Uh, first starting on 4chan, I believe, uh, which later became 8chan and then 8kun. Right. Um, it was first, it was uh, created by one individual and then sold to a father-son duo um, who took it to the weird and strange places that uh, we all know of today. Yeah, it was created by Frederick Brennan. Mm -hmm. um, this movie, this movie, this documentary is so complex to me because uh, when it introduces the personality of Frederick Brennan, immediately, I, you know, uh, I fall un under the ableist claptrap of, like, sympathizing with him because of his disabilities. And uh, mm -hmm. I know that's, like, that's very kind of backwards of me, but unfortunately my stupid uh, brain is still trying to, you know, acclimate into, you know, being more a well-more evolved human being. But still, in any case, what happened was I sympathize with him because – his story is he has a disability. He has um, uh, like a uh, um, how how would you call it? Like um, uh, basically a dysfunction with being able to uh, produce bone. Right. Yeah. He's got brittle bones. Yeah. Um, and it is and he, all his life he's needed to you know use a wheelchair and kind of was isolated and uh his his whole story really it really hit me like a ton of bricks because i i, I felt bad for him and like mm -hmm. and he started off 4chan because he was just like seeing how people were talking online Mm -hmm. And they were using uh, very derogatory terms for, towards disabled people, uh, towards everybody. And he felt that that was a, a more honest form of existence. And so he decided to create a form around it, which led to the, the rise of 4chan. Wow. And, uh, and it was basically him trying to – the way the, the documentary paints it is that he was looking for a way to basically not be live such a lonely existence because he, he – I, I, don't, I don't know where exactly he lives uh, – where he lived before when he started off the website. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it was like uh, somewhere in middle America. So he creates 4chan and then it um, – it, he creates it under the most naive kind of circumstances. Hmm. To me, to me at least. He created it because he thought that he would, you know, all those people who are talking shit and using hate speech and using, you know, kind of racist memes and shit, he felt like, uh, you know, they were speaking honestly and that they should have a forum to kind of, like, shoot the shit and talk as honest and post as many, like, 
you know, fucking lol memes as as possible. But hmm. um, I right off the bat, it, his personality becomes more and more problematic as the documentary goes along because I was just like, how like the way he talks about it, he's just like, I just wanted to give people like a place to talk like that, to talk honestly. And I'm just like, mm, hate speech is like a drug. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. It, like the cocaine is cool. What you do blow a couple of times and you're just like, yeah, dude, disco, you know, I'm feeling the <laughs> disco inferno right through my veins and everything I say sounds awesome. And all my thoughts are fantastic. And I'm the bomb. And then, <laughs> It starts to then you know you're sucking dick for coke, and then you're just like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you missed a few steps yeah. there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like look, look, dude, I'm, I'm talking about it's a it's an analogy for hate speech. Oh, okay, okay. So huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, our listeners sh- sure got an education uh, in the last two minutes. <laughs> Thank you for that, Pavel. Well, you know. <laughs> I need to paint a picture. And that's, if by that's painting, a, if by painting you mean just dropping paint cans off the top of a building, oh yeah, and no, letting them it. explode onto the top of cars, you know, I'm, I'm home aloneing this this explanation. I'm tying it to ropes and I'm <laughs> dropping it into the face of our listeners, um, while they, you know, <laughs> holy shit, while they invade the McAllisters, um. <laughs> So, but you're right, though. You're right, though. Hate speech is, um, hate hate speech is this drug that just begets more hate speech. It's not like people, you know, will go to this forum, get out their hate speech, and they're just like, you know what? I think I have to think differently about my positions. <laughs> there, there, that never happens. That never happens. Like they're they just like they, don't they just around. find stronger, more potent versions of hate speech. You don't think speech. there's someone out there throwing around the N word and then turning around and looking into a reflection in the mirror while you know uh, Michael Bublé sings in the background and he's like, "Boy, I really went off the deep end. I really <laughs> need to turn my life around." You know? Nah, that doesn't. No, happen. that doesn't I, happen. Shit, I would. I'd venture to say that that has never happened in the history of the world. <laughs> blew. You just blew my mind. You blew my mind. That's impossible. But, um, I'd have that has to happen somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. No, but you're right. Yeah, this this uh, individual, Brandon, was his name? Um, uh, Frederick Brennan. Frederick. Um, yeah. Frederick uh, was naive. Um, I also... I also think that there was probably a uh, financial aspect to it that uh, appealed to him keeping this going. Uh, Like with any internet asset that one creates, uh, the more users you have, the more opportunities for monetization uh, that tend to flood in, especially in our modern uh, internet age. So that probably played a part in him kind of turning the other cheek uh, with hate speech, uh, even though he's part of a very marginalized group. Um, but uh, as the story progresses, um, there's a, there's also a certain amount of cost and uh, just unwieldiness for to scaling up such a site like this. So he ended up selling uh, 4chan to uh, this father-son duo. Yeah, I don't know Ron, their names. Ron, Ron and Jim Watkins. Rob and Jim Watkins. Thank Ron, you. Ron, Ron, like Ron. Ron, like Ron. Sorry. Yeah, 
Ron, Ron, Ron. do Ron, Ron. <laughs> I didn't bother to learn their names because I hate them. I hate yeah. them so much. Oh, dude, it is, it is fucking, uh, what a duo. Uh, boy, what a duo. Like in the, in, oh. you know, you know, like, uh, fucking, you know, Hitler and Goebbels, uh, you know, <laughs> Pol Pot and whoever Pol Pot's, you know, right hand man was, uh, uh, you know, Palpatine and Vader. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Never has a duo so, so like breathtakingly cartoonishly evil. Have I ever, have I ever seen in these two, the, the Watkins boys, you know, oh. these two guys are fucking garbage and, and and it's like one uh ron Watkins, the younger the 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 so-called you know basically uh you know spoilers he's q yep um he's a fucking sociopath like there is no like there is he's he's on a mitch mcconnell level of evil like he's just <laughs> like you know he he talks the his whole shtick is a is a big act is a is an edgelord act of him being like well uh i don't know if i uh believe that i know that uh who q even is i'm not even in in uh involved in politics <laughs> and then his and then his father is like fu- he's he's fucking palpatine right he's just <laughs> like but he's like a soft-spoken like midwest palpatine he's got like that you know I have many skeletons of children in the basement. Maybe four, maybe five, maybe zero. I'll never tell. You know, he's got that weird kind of like. <laughs> you might, you, you, you make know. both. You make both these guys sound like they're agents from the Matrix, but they were created in MS Paint, so they don't quite. <laughs> they don't quite function that well. <laughs> That's true. That's so fucking true. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's so true. They are these these assholes are fucking like just the fact that there are millions of people around the world mm. hanging off these poor, like not poor, these evil fucking dipshits, right? Just mm. the, the scum of the earth. Like Ron uh, Ron Watkins is doing it because he he likes the power. Yeah, he likes that he has the ability to. Uh, to make people kill other people and Mm -hmm. he's just like he thinks it's a fucking game um which is i mean it's it's a it's an illusion that is being made in the documentary on on as a whole so Mm. um i mean he's got he's got nothing else no no social skills uh to speak of really i mean we're talking ron is the is the younger one, right? Yeah, he's Q. Yeah. yeah. So he's Q. Um, well, they're both, the very, Q, they're both Q. They're but, both Q, uh, but, yeah. but Ron really is the one who, like, is behind the machinations of, of Q and building that personality. But every time we saw Ron sort of in his own space, um, he's sitting cross-legged in what I presume is his digital dojo, um, he's surrounded by. Don't do, don't do that. Don't, don't give him a, a cool. That's you're giving him a cool factor. A digital. You're right. Do- you're right. You're Cause, right. Because the dude, when he's when I see him sitting, I'm just like, what an act. 
what an a-. like I just wanted to like give him like a sarcastic like s- slow clap because I'm just like oh so edgy so edge oh, so edge. edge so edge I should have put digital dojo in quotation marks and been more sarcastic because really he's just sitting in a room that smells like probably dried cum and yeah. oh, dude. Fa- and <laughs> failure uh because and he's surrounded by posters and 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 mangas of like you know you know what these anime and hentai girls look like bought, i don't need he to bought, he bought a statue of ray ayanami from oh. genesis evangelion and i'm like oh man i knowing that anime i'm just like ray ayanami would rather cause the end of the world the third <laughs> impact than to ever fuck this dude and that Imagine is a t- deep cut. That is a deep Evangelion cut. <laughs> Imagine taking a black light to that statue. Oh God! <laughs> but he's so he's so pretentious and obviously off in some way. You know, you you can tell he is not completely there as as a um, as a fully realized adult. He's not fully realized. I mean, he's the type of edgelord douchebag that would be like, that would post uh, a meme of like uh, a puppy, like with its head smashed in and be like, you know, uh, you know, so have some kind of clever, like Mm, uh, mm. thing written underneath it. But in the end, it's just a fucking horrible picture of a head of a dog with its head smashed in. So, you know, he's he's I, I'm dude, I'm convinced he is a sociopath like this is the kind of dude that that would see people get shot and not bat an eye. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. There th- there is no real meaning behind his eyes. Yeah, he, he's a real Tom Segura. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I decided to fucking throw Tom Segura under the bus. Um, God damn! It's, it's because he he always posts Tom Segura. If you if you watch his podcast, uh, he he does a podcast which he also streams on, uh, and posts a video of on YouTube. You'll know that he posts videos of of uh, people getting run over, and he just starts laughing his ass off. You know, um, so. <laughs> but I mean, like this guy wouldn't even. Like, uh, like fucking, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't think he'd, he'd bat an eye if, uh, you know, uh, like he found out that, you know, 5 million people died from his actions. Mm, mm. So he just, he's just, he's doing it for kicks. It's so fucking weird. It's, it, yeah. And it, it's so awful. Yeah, completely, completely. But when he saw that, the, um, that was really starting to get real. Um, well, it, it was real for a long time, especially with the actions of that uh, Pizzagate shooter um, a few years back. But uh, when it started to get closer to what he would post online as Q and then the Capitol riots that happened this year on January 6th, um, he kind of saw that, uh-oh, I'm, I could possibly get tied to this like really easily. I better, you know, shut this down because uh, if there's one thing that sociopaths do know is that eventually uh, there could be consequences and they don't want to suffer those consequences. Uh, they they want their actions to just 
be that actions and, you know, everything else be damned. So when he saw that, you know, something like this uh, happened, it was super serious. People died. People were maimed. Um, as well as this uh, documentary uh, maker kind of like zeroing in on him. He was just like, fuck, fuck, I better uh, I better wash my hands of this, which is I, I hope that at some point some investigation gets uh, spearheaded and they get these guys because they caused a lot of damage. Yeah, they are. The, these two are, are fucking awful. They are. They are like they're lying sociopaths who uh, are only like and narcissists whose only concern is their power over people because once once you once Ron Watkins uh, you know started feeling like the heat was on him and like remember there's that that scene in the documentary where like he thinks cops are like by his house and he's like yeah shit Uh (laughs) fucking you know boy was shook um, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, my porno! Who will wa- who will watch it? <laughs> All those money shots, uh, my statues. Um. <laughs> who will take care of Ray? Who will feed her?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh boy, who wants to tell him?" Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's the, these guys. These guys are, are are awful people, and the fact that uh, they have so many followers on their side, you know, mm. the QAnon people. Well, I guess you should take away the anon part. Um, <laughs> but the QAnon, the, these QAnon people are are rampant. They they um, what Frederick Renan did is, um, and you know. Now I feel no sympathy for him whatsoever uh, because he he took an idea of like letting these people, you know, basically uh, just fucking uh, shout hate speech online and it spiraled out of control. It, to me, the 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 similarities between this and Fight Club mm-hmm. are, are don't escape me. This is. This is Fight Club, but not uh, not made as a satire, but as a horror movie. QAnon That's is the, a is a cancer. That is the that is the perfect label. Um, it is it is a social cancer. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's a disease. It's a disease. It's a disease. Yeah. And the, the 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 thing one of the things that makes it so dangerous is the the inherent anonymity of the internet and allowing people to keep feeding this cancer um is what allows it to go out of control um while i believe in in the freedom of the internet and being able to exchange ideas um there are ideas that are dangerous and cause harm and people like to especially guys like this uh like the the ones featured in the documentary they like to think that the internet is the internet and the real world is the real world, and they're two completely sep- uh, completely separate dimensions. Uh, just as a quick side note, I saw it all the time in that documentary, not the documentary, in that series to catch a predator. When oh. they would when they <laughs> would catch those guys, and they'd be like, "What? You know what was said on the internet? That's just the internet. It's not real life. It's just like, look, 
it's it's all just different shades of reality and they're all connected if it wasn't real life you wouldn't be here <laughs> you i'm glad you uh, yeah you, you wouldn't have gotten in a car and driven hours to go someplace for what ha for what you were talking about on the internet I'm glad you brought that up because um, with regards to the guy who created 4chan, Frederick Brennan, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's he, he he is of that of that mentality. He uh, he believes that. Well, he was under the belief when when the uh, when the documentary starts out, he's of the belief that the internet, what happens on the internet, stays on the internet, as if it's right. like you know, it's like it's like this. You go to this this island yeah um, right. <laughs> and it's like no it the internet is real like it's not it's yeah, people are under this false pretense that the internet is this non-reality mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh where where uh hate speech and 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 people talking about taking ak-47s to like uh, a, a place where people gather and creating victims and and you know th this is real this is this is as real like as real as reality comes man it's exactly like exactly i mean these same people will tell you that oh the internet it's not reality but at the same time will engage in crypto mining uh, in the hopes of becoming rich so that they could change their actual reality it's like dude it is all connected. It is all reality. Stop, stop playing word games. Um, yeah. But uh, that that's the that's the intellectual deficit that we live in right now in this country. It, I'm sh it's not exclusive to this country, but boy, does America like to go in and try to be number one when it comes down to that. So I mean, yeah, it's it's that, and you know, fucking uh, this shit is this shit is worldwide. This this QAnon problem, right? Like, mm. uh, like, uh, because um, the internet is a a place where naive people uh, roam free, and they believe that uh, uh, they they uh, will exchange conspiracy theories, and and you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they'll they'll believe all kinds of shit because of you know, based on baseless. Uh, internet rumors and all it t all it the, all the internet needed was a an evil person to to manipulate that wave of people you know mm. Mm. the wave well, of people who are just like easily they they will believe a conspiracy theory and they'll be fooled because they think that that the this internet the, this internet created conspiracy of uh, of an of an evil cabal of like pedophile vampires is ruling the world. <laughs> it's uh it's true, I, but I I don't think that it it just took uh one evil person. I think it took like a, a confluence of of situations to come together because the internet has always had naive people and there have always been internet conspiracies. It took, it took Donald Trump. It took this pandemic. It took, uh, just the real problems of the world, stressing every single person out to kind of make like this gumbo of, of, uh, incel confetti and have it percolate throughout society and the world. So, um, 
that's you, that's where we're at right now. I, I have a, I have a theory that if we actually work toward a better world, uh, getting body uh, getting everybody covered medically, uh, fair wages, uh, access to housing, work, and all this stuff, better infrastructure in this country where we're not paying an arm and a leg for internet access. Uh, I feel like we would see a decrease uh, in this sort of activity, not immediately, but over time. No, absolutely. Be uh, and and the thing about that is that it like conflict, uh, hate, hatred, um, fear of others, like fear of people of color, um, all this conflict, the racism, the hatred percolating mm -hmm. through society where um corporations uh pit basically uh these corporate overlords and lobby political lobbyists and you know politicians like matt gates they they pit um you know uh conservative leaning people further right and make an other of people of color and push mm -hmm. us push uh us further into conflict like we're fucking sports teams it's good for business Yep. That's, that's my point. It's just good for business. It's like, well, uh, we need to sell more guns. Uh, we need to um, to uh, have uh, white people scared of people of color, of black people, um, because uh, we need funding for cops. Uh, mm. We need more corrupt cops. Um, you know, it's all uh, this m this mafia business, and uh, and. <laughs> And it's so funny because, you know, fucking uh, uh, QAnon is basically they are they are right about one thing. There is a cabal of fucking, you know, of evil people manipulating the world. But it's not it's not who they think it is. It's it's inside their house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, it, it's basically it's Donald Trump. The millionaires that are behind Donald Trump, it's people like Ted Cruz that all play them like fiddles, like <laughs> fucking fiddles, man. It, and it's so aggravating to, to for them to they will defend a millionaire. They mm. will um, they will defend a millionaire who is corrupt to his bones, who cheated on his pregnant wife with a porn star who mm -hmm. is, who is on. He, his name is on flight manifests to Pedo Island, <laughs> fucking Epstein's Pedo Wonderland. Like they don't they don't see the forest for the trees, and it fucking makes me. I'm shouting, aren't I? I'm I you I you're <laughs> you're kind of you're you're going a little Kylo Ren right now. If you had a lightsaber, you'd be yeah. smashing in your 65 inch TV. Well, hopefully not the TV, but you know. Oh, not the like, TV. <laughs> Turn around, you'd be like, anything else? And I'd be like, um, um, the girl escaped. <laughs> Force yeah. choked me. Yeah. What girl? <laughs> but it's not, you know, with folks like this, it's not, it's not a, when they uh, hold up people like Donald Trump, it's not a satisfaction of logic. It's a satisfaction of emotion. They're not looking at it. They're not looking at the forest for the trees. They just want somebody to tell them that the forest grows only for them and that the sun shines only yeah, for them. Fuck, you're right. You're fucking that's, right. That's all it is. That's all it is because it, it makes them feel good. It doesn't make them think well. But 
Um, we can go on and on about uh, these fucking folks, and in the future, <laughs> in the future, we will. But uh, let's escape to our reality. Okay. <laughs> the, okay. The ones that make the one that makes more sense to us. <laughs> oh man, it, dude, you fucking riled me up so much. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So- I knew this documentary would do this to us, and uh, if, in case you folks haven't seen it, it's called Q Into the Storm. Uh, we highly yeah. recommend it. Yes, <laughs> if you please. want to, if you want to angry up the blood, <laughs> you want to go right into Mortal Kombat. Oh man, yeah, because that's another thing that fucking pisses me off. <laughs> let's do it. Let's uh, let's try to get you uh, to have a heart attack live on air. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. With my with my body fat ratio, dude, it doesn't take much. All it takes is a little push. I meant uh, more of an emotional heart attack. Oh uh, yeah, not yeah, an okay, actual right. heart attack because that right. would be traumatizing. But uh. oh, man, you know, you get to that age where milkshakes just end up making you feel shitty instead of good. <laughs> I missed those days where I could, you know, drink two milkshakes and my heart would be fine. But now it's not. So, anyways. Uh, let's continue with the oh Mortal my God. Kombat. <laughs> let's continue with Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Man, this movie. <sighs> All right, I'm going to say it's it right a off movie. The <laughs> this movie was. Excuse, and excuse the language, not like you folks know that we keep it rated G here, but this movie was a fucking cock tease. It was. The trailer for this movie was dope as shit like we thought okay this is the mortal Kombat movie that we've all been waiting for um it it just seemed dope as hell and i gotta say for like the first 15 minutes of the movie i was just like this is dope this is how mortal Kombat should start um i'm into it let's go for the ride and then they introduced the main character yeah, you know what? You know, uh, the thing about that is, you know, everybody uh, is complaining about this character uh, played by Louis Tan. Uh, and I I feel bad for this actor, Louis Tan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, he's playing a brand new character in the, in the Mortal Kombat franchise, which is weird because it's like, guys, you have so many fucking, like, characters to choose from you you had to make a new one really like yeah yeah if you're if you're gonna dip your toe in that water you got to bring the heat because it's like you can't just introduce a new character into a beloved franchise and be like you know his story is like he just loves his family and that's it that's it that's that's where his story ends (laughs) <laughs> the the character was not dynamic at all. It's like okay, no. he's an M- he's an MMA fighter, but he he always loses. Um, he likes to take his kid out to eat uh, afterward after he gets his ass kicked, and you know it's like all right. If this was any other movie, maybe, but like this is Mortal Kombat. Like what? I mean, it's late. It's later revealed that he is a descendant of. Uh, uh, Scorpion, um, who whom we see at the beginning of the film in his human form, uh, his backstory was far more interesting. If they had just oh, made a movie, dude. if they had just made a movie about that, about his conflict with the Lin Kuei, uh, his death, 
and his road back to some level of existence in order to finalize, you know, this wrong that has been done to him, that could have been the movie alone. I don't know why we kind of just left that plot point for the majority of the movie and then kind of crammed it in at the end. Like, that was jarring. Yeah. I... Oh, boy. Uh, I was... Dude, I was I was very disappointed with this movie. This movie, Mortal Kombat, overall, mm-hmm. right as a movie, as a franchise, it's a no brainer. You know, I I I don't want to boil it down to like uh you know you know I know fans will defend it tooth and nail. They'll be like, but the lore behind Mortal. Look, I understand. I understand. There's a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Mortal Kombat is should be a movie where people go it's about a tournament where people go from place to place kicking ass and taking names, right? It it should be like fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, little bit of story, little bit of character, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of character arc. Um it's like I I and I I, I always make this comparison. The raid, right? Easy. The first <laughs> raid movie. And yes. that's what and that's what this movie should have been. It should have yes. been like, they go from tournament to tournament. They have to get to, like, some goal that they have to get to. You know, it's – and I really wish it would have been – like, for, for a while, I was like, Liu Kang, you know, uh, uh, Louis Tan should be playing Liu Kang. Like, I don't understand mm. why they got to – you know. And then they, they introduce Liu Kang and, surprisingly, Kung Lao. I was like, wow, Kung Lao. All right, cool. And then yeah. he's dead. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> They, yeah, yeah, just just threw away the character like that. Um, I I felt like they took way too long in the development of like, oh, if you are one of the chosen, then you have to learn your special, basically your special move. Uh, otherwise, you w- <laughs> you will not survive Mortal Kombat. And they spent what forty minutes on that, and I was just like, why? Like, why? We just saw a guy toss fire. Like, why? 40 minutes of, of like, bland. Uh, th- this this character is so badly written. Oh, and, and, like, it's just bland, like, this, that, like, vaguely constructed plot where Raiden is trying to make sure to keep his contenders alive, and he does a fantastically bad job at it. Um <laughs> I felt so bad for fucking Jax. Jax, they gave him fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. I'm oh, like, God. come on, man, really? And then later they give him cyborg arms. And I'm just yeah. like, come on, guys. This Appar- is. A- apparently, a special, uh, his special ability was CGI because yeah. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Oh. And they're just. They're like you. You're you're a black guy. Can you can you act? He was just like, eh, sort of. Depends on the writing. And he was just like, can you cross your arms a lot? And it was like, yeah, I could do that. So it's just like, that's what you're gonna do most of this film. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna cross your arms until you can't. <laughs> because that motherfucker gets fucking iced. Um, yes, yes, he does. By, uh, by highlights of the movie, Sub Zero and Scorpion. And to a lesser extent, Kano are the only saving graces of this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I 
liked Kano uh, mm-hmm. for the first 10 minutes. And then for the subsequent, you know, hour, I was annoyed with his presence. <laughs> and with, uh, you know, with Scorpion and stuff, like, itself, dude, fucking, I forget who it was. It was, like, somebody on YouTube. I think it was like either Jeremy Johns or uh, Chris Stuckman on YouTube where they said that this movie is like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like the that Brian, the Brian Cranston Godzilla, where they introduce oh, a, a car- they introduce Brian Cranston, and then the the movie's like, yeah, you like this guy, right? Protagonist of the movie, yeah, real good. <laughs> Setting him up with a real cool arc, right? He wants revenge <laughs> for his wife who got killed, you know, by a Godzilla or a, a whatever fucking <laughs> giant creatures. It's like movies like keeps nudging me in the in the in the side. It's like, ah, you like that? And I'm just like, yeah, pretty good. And then it's like, all right. Uh, And then it just like uh, decides to punch me in the balls and be like, nah, it wasn't about that at all. It's about (laughs) this boring guy. (laughs) And I'm just like, you had it. You had it right there. Fucking Scorpion is a compelling character. Oh, with a totally. kick-ass arc, like they set up his whole shit. He's on a quest for revenge, but oh. no, it's got to be like you know, oh, I'm doing it for my family. You know, I'm just like, come on, man, movie. You had uh, one job. You had one job. Uh, they, they. If if there's anything, if we're gonna point out any highlights of this movie, they definitely went in on the violence when the fights actually happened. Um, some of the fatalities and the uh, the fighting scenes they were um, they were exciting to watch, but you can't you can't carry a movie solely on the or I should say you can't have great fight scenes and then terrible everything else because it just it just pulls you out of the movie. And the fight scenes, like look, the opening fight scene with Scorpion against the Lin Kuei. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Sub Zero, yet it's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is like, what is this shit? Like it's like quick cuts. What am I in a fucking Taken movie? Come on, man! Like I want to <laughs> see the fights. I want. I want to actually see. Like I'm just. I'm so. T- I'm so tired of this. And fucking, you know. These they have to find a director that knows how to shoot action. Fucking most directors don't know how to shoot a fight scene worth the shit. They think edits are Mm. what makes a fight scene. It's not edits. It's good choreography. It's wide shots. It's being able to see what's happening. It's like I hate the whole Paul Greengrass shit. I hate the fast editing. I hate the I hate the Taken franchise fast editing, man. Just let me see the fights. Don't fucking like. Like, show me a two-second edit and be like, was that a punch? Was that a kick? You'll never know. You know, it's like. <laughs> That's ah. why we got we to gotta get our boy Gareth on uh, on these projects, man. He can only do so much. I feel like we've got him directing 50 films a year. Look, uh, we- <laughs> if fucking Takashi Miike can do it, then Gareth Evans can do it, okay? Dude, I love Takashi Miike, but, man. Some of his movies really, <laughs> his movies are like, when he puts in the effort, he puts in the effort. 
when he's making a movie just to fill up time because he's a fucking sociopath who makes movies. Um, <laughs> you could tell because some of his movies are just like, uh, you know, uh, what, what was the movie I just saw of his recently? It's just like fucked up gangsters come after this guy and girl, you know, masturbation. And then, you you know, the, all the characters are dead in gory ways. And then it's like. Uh, all right. I, I didn't really need to see that. I mean, I could tell like, like what you're going for, but at this point it's going into self parody. Anyways. You're like, oh, you you had an afternoon, so this is what yeah. you did with it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had an afternoon, he made a movie where like, you know, Yakuza uh masturbated for about twenty minutes and then they all killed each other. You know, it's Jesus it's Christ. It's Takashi Mike, right? But so, I mean, when he puts in the effort, he he makes a thirteen assassins. When he doesn't, he makes uh uh what's it called? First love. Uh, <laughs> or uh, okay. you know, uh, you, even a Yakuza apocalypse. But even Yakuza apocalypse, I could tell he was like, "This is gonna be good." You know, <laughs> remember we saw that together? It's the oh vampire Yakuza movie where like you know there's an evil f- guy, like a guy in a frog costume. <laughs> Oh my god! The movie is so fucking nuts, but I love it. It's it's insane. I, yeah. <laughs> we were laughing our fucking heads off. I mean, there was. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ruin any of the fucking yeah, film no, for anybody dude. else. But it's just it's just great. We we highly recommend uh, Yakuza Apocalypse. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, when it when it comes down to Mortal Kombat, look, I do you think there's going to be a follow up to this film? That's what I, I mean. I know they <sighs> set it up like that. And I got to say, for the setup that they left at the end, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, we're going to get this character in the next one. I never even I, I'm pretty sure I've never played that character in the game because he's fucking boring. So <laughs> the only way he wouldn't be boring is if they got Nick Cage to play Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> or if they got the the person they originally based um johnny cage on when they were coming up with the concept of mortal Kombat, which is jean-claude van damme they actually asked him um if he would be available to do the game but he was either working on another project or he was just like i think this is bullshit i don't want to be a part of it (laughs) if you call me again i will kick you in the throat (laughs) i don't even want to be air okay i want to be there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you can kiss my derriere, you know, <laughs> while I drink a berry. I, I don't know. All right, all right. Uh. Oh, man. But um, I hate myself. <laughs> hey, look, we, we could only do but so much with Jean-Claude Van Damme. But but what do you think? Do you think do you think that there should be a follow up to this film? Uh, do I think there should be a follow up to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're knocking me over with your enthusiasm. Because <laughs> uh, you know what? In the look, in the hands of the right person, hmm. this would be kick ass. Yes, uh, yes, it would. But because uh, a certain, like a lot of directors, don't know how to fucking shoot a, a fight scene, like we get crap like this where it's like. Yeah, it's kind of boring. The gore is nice. The gore mm-hmm. was pretty good. I like yeah. the gore. Um, I hate that they killed off Goro so quick, but whatever. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah i i'm i i hope they make it if dude if they gave it to someone who i who is a name who is like uh kind of you know uh I I don't know like the, like the guy who directed say what what's a what's a new martial arts movie that I was like oh wow damn that's good I mean it's there's there's the raid yeah but Gareth Evans isn't gonna do it um <laughs> you know you get one of these like uh, get a Donnie Yen to direct it holy shit oh dude yeah if you get a Donnie Yen to direct it and to be in it to star in it holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> The movie would be would I would be like okay you had my curiosity before but now you have my uh, whatever it is that comes after that because I totally <laughs> fucked up that whole quote. Oh man, Donnie Yen would make a great Shang soon, I think. Attention! Damn it! Ah, you, had, you had my you had my curiosity before, but now you have my attention. Okay, fine. Ah. All right, ask me the question. Do the thing again. No, 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 no. You know what? I fucked it up. Let me let's just let's just sit and sit in it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave this in. I think uh, sorry. I'm this is yeah, kind of fucking yeah. funny, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'm of a of a split mind about it. If they make a follow up, hey, great. If they don't, yeah, I'm fine too. Um. Yeah, they they just have to get somebody that will actually catch my attention directing or writing this. I mean, it doesn't even have to be that well written, and I don't know why they decided to include this bland story. But whatever, blah. <sighs> Let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. Uh, series finale. Your thoughts? I thought it was uh, rushed lopsided um and poignant Ooh. i thought it was uh, uh i thought some of it was really beautiful uh but it felt like somebody rushing a uh a, a c plus paper at the at the <laughs> at the very tail end of the of the bell so <laughs> ding ding it's like, it's like god damn did you even proofread this this is just <laughs> I mean, uh, parts of this are brilliant, but, you know, <laughs> overall, the spelling errors are... Uh, I, how could you spell, like, aghast with a number three, you know? <laughs> you used three different fonts. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? But, the last uh, paragraph is in Comic Sans. It's beautifully written, <laughs> but it's in Comic Sans! <laughs> I like this metaphor. It's so fucking satisfying. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I I agree. I agree. They I th I think they realized they um well, no. This is what I think happened. I think that they had a a tighter story before the pandemic happened. And once the pandemic hit, they realized that they had to make certain changes to the storyline. They had to pull out the whole uh worldwide virus aspect to it because uh, they didn't want to echo what we're all going through right now and that causes some real trouble uh writing wise uh, i mean you could you, you know better than i do being a writer so um if at the last minute you suddenly have to change a major plot point and how all the characters react within the plot point uh that causes major major problems so i think that's what tripped the series up somewhat but they still managed to pull out some real uh gems uh within the story that they had um that were very satisfying to see Okay, cool, cool. Yes, yeah. um, 
and I, and I agree with you on, on to to a certain extent. To another extent, um, okay. So um, again, it's the same uh, complaint that I have with Mortal Kombat that they don't know how to shoot action in this show. Uh, mm. I found the action scenes to be a drag. If they weren't CGI, then uh, it, for the live action ones without CGI, they were a drag. So mm. um, so that. Yeah. That's 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 my little uh, my little pe- <laughs> my little st- stanger right there. Nice. Stanger. Nice. I'm sure that we'll elaborate on this uh, at some point in the near future. But uh, in the meantime, folks, thanks for being with us this week. Uh, just a reminder that I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week.
tears that 